Hello, I'm Milton Jones. Somewhere between murder and suicide, there is a place called Merseyside. <laughs> Today, I smashed a stained glass window, which was really weird because that's exactly what my kaleidoscope said would happen. So here I am, Milton Jones, celebrity weatherman. So take off your coat and kick off your shoes or you won't feel the benefits of another case of Milton Jones. I'm at a royal garden party at Buckingham Palace on the hottest day of the year. Milton, are you regretting wearing a fur coat and ski boots? Not at all. This is the English summer. Anything could happen. And I hope there isn't a thunderstorm, because then the long metal aerial on your crash helmet could be a real disadvantage. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's Anton, by the way. He's my chief meteorological observer. Wow, this garden is packed with famous people. <laughs> oh, look, there's Andy Murray, the tennis player. <laughs> Yes, it's strange he brought his own swing ball. <laughs> oh, and look, a wooden statue of, of Jude Law. It's, oh, no, sorry, it's not a statue. <laughs> and over there, there's Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey. It's like a who's who of the who. Indeed. <laughs> ah, now, look who's coming this way. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Your Majesty, this is Milton Jones. Hello, and what do you do? <laughs> no, still don't know. Uh... Your name is Er. Oh, I say E R. <laughs> and you've got your name on all the crockery. Oh, Anton, it's so lovely to see you. Sometimes I wish you could take me away from all this. There's nothing I'd like more, Mum, than to whisk you off to the airport for a mini break. But alas, we are never free of duty. Except in duty free, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've still got no idea who you are. <laughs> Liz! Liz! Who are you talking to? Milton, this is the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, hello. Wow! How did you get to be that? Did you do bronze, silver and gold awards and then an extra bit of canoeing? <laughs> More or less, it can't be bothered to explain. Who are you? Oh, I'm a weatherman from a family of weathermen. My grandparents lived in a little wooden house. When it was raining, my grandma would stand outside with an umbrella. Then if the sun came out, she would go in, and my granddad would come out in a bikini. <laughs> or was it the other way round? That's right, when it was raining, granddad would come out in a bikini. <laughs> You've got a screw loose, old chap. Delusions of grandeur. Have you met... Uh, Prince Charles, no. I'll introduce you. Milton, 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 Jones. As I was ushered away at speed, I reflected on how I'd become the nation's leading weather forecaster. I studied meteorology at university. I did two degrees in the Swedish scientist Celsius, which, of course, is the equivalent of 35 degrees in the German scientist Fahrenheit. <laughs> After all, one of my ancestors was a weather forecaster in the times of the ancient Romans. Hail Caesar. Right, I'll put a coat on then. <laughs> I went to a remote Scottish university on the edge of the Outer Hebrides. But my approach to prediction was always instinctive. But at college, this got me into all sorts of trouble. I remember my first day. Ah, 
I'm Milton Jones. I'm here for the classes in prediction. And you are Professor Alistair McKellen, head of meteorology. No, I'm Adoui Kufour, an overseas student from Ghana. <laughs> ah, hello there. I'm the professor. Oh, well, well. Who would have thought? Do you want to come in from the rain? Dry out your bikini. <laughs> Thank you. Let me introduce you to another student, Anton Peterson. Nice to meet you, Milton. Anton has just come back from a research trip to Burundi. Ah, yes. You know the film Gorillas in the Mist? Yes. I was studying the mist. <laughs> right, well, let's make a start. As you can see, we have all the latest equipment, sonar, satellite link-ups, weather-predicting software. So if you want to know how much cloud cover there'll be in Vladivostok on Thursday afternoon, then I can tell you. Ah. <laughs> uh, so can I. Five-tenths cloud cover, mainly cirrus from about 1630 onwards, and then it should be fairly clear with some scattered precipitation. Oh, that's just guesswork. There's no possible way... Actually, could... Professor, he's quite right. Impossible. We have access to thousands of weather stations all over the world at the click of a mouse. Ah, well, I have access to the thoughts of thousands of animals all over the world at the squeak of a mouse. <laughs> Hello, Timmy. Yes, we're talking about you. <laughs> This is nonsense. All I have to do is dial a zoo on my phone, and then Timmy speaks to an animal. It just so happens we were chatting to a snow leopard in Vladivostok this morning. OK, then, Jones. Uh, I want to know the outlook for the next 24 hours in the southwest region of France. OK. OK, Tim. Yep, Tim. Hang up. <laughs> yep, we spoke to a badger in the area, and he says that in that part of France there'll be a plague of frogs. And it'll be pretty widespread. <laughs> Nationwide, in fact. I see. And the outlook for this area this afternoon? Floods. Floods? Nonsense. My software says it'll be warm with sunny spells. I'll prove it to you with my seaweed hair. Oh, not that old wives' tale. And if I take this match, you'll notice that the seaweed begins to smoulder. Actually, it's really catching light. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, you've set off the sprinkler system, you fool. Oh, look! It's flooding. <laughs> Who would have thought? As the professor desperately tried to cover up his expensive computer equipment, Anton and I decided to go down to the student canteen for a coffee. On the way down in the lift, he began to tell me about the science of weather. So, Milton, are you familiar with chaos theory? Uh, you mean like when you push someone down the escalator at exactly the right speed, they keep falling forever? No. <laughs> Although that is quite interesting. It's to do with long-range weather prediction. It's called the butterfly effect. One butterfly beating its wings in South America can cause a massive storm in England. Well, should I give this butterfly a call? Tell him to be more careful? <laughs> All I'm saying is that a very small action can lead to very unexpected consequences. Now, we really should get back up to the lab. I'll just press the button. And we appear to have come out in Selfridges. <laughs> Is this to do with your theory? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think... Oh, well, never mind. I'll get some pants while we're here. <laughs> Thanks to Anton, I was allowed to stay on the course. It was four years with one year out. Not anywhere in particular. You just had to stay outside for a year. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> Professor McKellen persisted with his scientific approach, but I relied on my instincts. Instincts I'd learnt from my father when he suffered terrible unemployment when we moved to a tiny fishing village in Derbyshire. <laughs> but eventually, he was able to take me out in his trawler. Ah, ha, ha, ha. 
Splice a main brace. Turn her around. We'll throw the nets on the other side. Oh, it's a great day for fishing. It's as calm as a village duck pond. It is a village duck pond, Dan. <laughs> no, I just thought we could pretend, you know. You're right, it is very calm. Well, if it cheers you up, I do feel a bit seasick. Well, that mallard is creating a bit of a wake. Here comes my breakfast. Huh? No, 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 I'm OK. Well, best to keep talking. Take your mind off things. Uh, what shall I talk about? Well, I don't know. Just say what you had for breakfast. <laughs> or show me. That's fine. After a few years, my father had made enough money catching ducks and remote-controlled toy yachts to buy a small farm. I remember the time he tried to teach me the traditional ways of predicting weather. Now, son, this method's foolproof. Here, I've written it down for you. bbc.co.uk forward slash weather. <laughs> that was passed to me from my father. Who had it passed to him from his father before him. But to be honest, it's only really made sense in the last ten years or so. <laughs> I see, but what about the old ways? Like what? Red sky at night, shepherd's delight, blue sky at night, you've got the time wrong. It's nonsense. And I can tell the weather just by looking at that cow over there. Oh, the one sitting down? No, no, the one in the anorak. Oh, I see. And I can tell what she's saying. Really? She's saying, hey, everyone, do you like my anorak? Better than the orange ones on those two nerds looking at me. Soon after, my dad sold the farm. Well, it was 1983, and he'd recently read a book by George Orwell. He was getting nervous about the animals. <laughs> my fortunes were changing. Anton pulled some strings and got me into a TV show. I pulled some strings and took my shoes off. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I was in the green room of this morning, waiting to talk about my exciting weather prediction techniques. OK, Milton. Do you have everything you need? Uh, phone, Timmy... Ted the sheep and Lance the horse. Which is funny, because I used to know a boil by the same name. Lance the boil? I see. Um, look, here's the producer. Milton, hello. Great to have you on the show. Uh, I just wanted to check. You're still up for doing your predictions and that, yeah? Oh, yes. Predictions have been in my family for a long time. One of my ancestors was Nostradamus. And in 1345, he predicted the rock group, the Kaiser Chiefs. He also predicted a riot. <laughs> Milton, we're all very excited. Uh, can I introduce you to one of your fellow guests on the show? American psychologist Renee Niederlander. Hi there. Yeah, I'll be talking about my new book, Speaking from the Heart, Loving from the Soul, Six Ways to Reconnect with Your Spiritual Family. Published by... Miracle? Well, it sounds fascinating. Thank you. So, who is this handsome man? That's Lance the Horse. <laughs> No, this... Anton yeah. Peterson, at your service, ma'am. Are you looking forward to being on the show? You know, I'm so excited to be on the show because, at heart, we're all just one big family of cosmic positive energy linked through mutual love and respect. And I, for one, would really love to discover what's inside each one of you. Well, if you keep that up, you'll certainly see my breakfast. <laughs> the TV show went well, and suddenly my predictions were in demand all over the world which, to be honest, was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> Spending time with Renee had the effect of making me feel quite queasy, although Anton seemed to enjoy it, even suggesting that there could be something between them. I suggested some sort of plastic sheeting. 
So I was glad when Anton and I managed to get an evening out together on our own. Anton, you said this was a museum of weather-predicting cutlery. It just looks like a pub. No, Milton, it's uh, weather spoons. It's a well-known chain. <laughs> now, Milton, there's something I, I need to tell you. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, do you know, Anton, whenever I go into a pub, I always take my own darts. Well, I didn't know you played darts, Milton. No, no, you just get the bar staff's attention a lot quicker. <laughs> Ow! One lime cordial and a Diet Coke, please. Coming up. Oi! What was that one for? Do you want one yourself? Oh, thanks. So, Milton, we have something to talk about. The thing is, how shall I put this? There may be some stormy weather. Ah, yes, sorry, I ended up phoning that butterfly in South America. His name's Ramon. He seemed to get into a bit of a flap, which may have made things worse. No, no Milton, I was referring to myself and Renee. I have a little secret to tell you. Is it that you saw new potatoes last year as well? N no. Let me explain it in terms of weather. Renee and I are involved in what you might call a, a whirlwind... How can I put this? A, a heavenly force of nature, a majestic natural event, a tornado in a Kansas cornfield. You mean you've picked up a cow? Yes. No, this is... Very hard to explain, Milton. Anton, but have you told him? About the cow, yes, he has. Now about the new Mrs. Peterson? Anton's dad's got remarried. <laughs> no, Milton, we've got a bit of a confession. Look at the ring on Renee's finger. She's stolen your dad's new wedding ring? <laughs> How could you? What with Renee being an international jewel thief and Anton marrying a cow... I couldn't help wondering if I was the only normal person left on the planet. But my weather predictions were still making me famous. And that's how I ended up at the Queen's Garden Party. So then I said to him, Well, I'll tell you where you can put your Dutchy original. <laughs> <laughs> Very droll, Your Majesty. Excuse me, I've just had a text from an owl in Guildford. He suggests you put on your anorak. It's going to rain in about 30 seconds. Well, maybe it's clouding over a little. Let me ask my royal weatherman, Professor McKellen. Your Majesty. This chap here says it's going to rain any minute now. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, we clock it. Already started spitting. <laughs> Professor McKellen, Milton's forecasts are very accurate. And three, two, one. You'll pay for this, Jones. Anton, Anton, I'm getting soaked. Ah, now, Your Majesty. May I present my fiancé, Ms. Renee Niederlander? Fiancé must be French for jewel thief. <laughs> Delighted to meet your majesty. I can see that despite your stern expression, you have deep issues of neediness, but somehow find inner resolve that makes you a very spiritual person. Are you all right, your majesty? Actually, I just remembered what I had for breakfast. The Queen was so pleased that we kept her dry that I was made the official royal weatherman instead of Professor McKellen. The downside was that I also had to do official forecasts from the scenes of all meteorological events. The next thing I knew, René, Anton and I were in a tiny boat in the South Atlantic getting ready to do a live TV broadcast covering a total eclipse as if everything revolves around the sun. <laughs> 28 knots. 29 knots. 30 knots. Do you want me to tie that tie for you, Milton? <laughs> no, thanks. 
Now, we're on the right latitude for the path of the eclipse, but I'm a little concerned about the hurricane on the radar. Did you say a hurricane? Well, global warming is upon us. Sea levels are definitely rising. No, they're going down. No, they're rising again. <laughs> no, they're going down. Look, look at the seagulls. Well, they know something's wrong. Hang on. It's still the middle of the day, but the light's fading suddenly. Ah, uh, yes. But this is terrible. Why, Milton? We're going to miss the eclipse. <laughs> Eventually, we drifted to a barren island. Right. The boat's out of fuel, the GPS equipment has run out of battery, and Milton has packed the wrong kind of flares. Admitted, though, I do look fabulous. <laughs> Stylish, mm. certainly. Hint of retro. Still, no chance of rescue whatsoever. Hello there. Couldn't help noticing those fabulous trousers. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we're certainly glad to see you. Our boat's out of fuel and we need to get back to England. Sorry, I can't help you there. I've been here since the 1980s. Blown off course on the round-the-world yacht race. <laughs> uh, still, worse things happen... Mm. Can I tell you? Uh, Dennis, by the way, uh, you chap's warm enough. Uh, I've got some blankets back at the hut. Oh, actually, yes, it is a little nippy. Well, I, I'd say it's more bracing. Yeah, it's the wind, then. You know? It's really brisk. I know, I know. It blows right through you, doesn't Ooh, it? it does, yeah. It gets right inside your bones. Listen to you guys. We're in a desperate situation. You English are talking about the weather as a surrogate for what you should be talking about. Your thoughts and feelings. Do you remember the winds of 89? Oh, yes, it's a gale force. Not just blustering. No, coming from Siberia, you, you know. remember those, Milton? Yes, the town of Seven Oaks became Two Oaks and an upturned caravan. Oh, yes. <laughs> Will you all stop talking about the weather? Very well. Perhaps we should. Why do you all do that? Haven't the foggiest. <laughs> After being on the island for three months, we began to lose hope. Not being able to talk about the weather, we had less and less to say to each other. Until eventually we sat in total silence, staring out to sea. Until one day... Look! A boat! It's an icebreaker! What a relief! Yes, finally we've got something to talk about. <laughs> It turns out the icebreaker was American, and it took us all the way to New York. News travelled of our ordeal, and we were greeted with a traditional hero's welcome. Wow! Who'd have thought we'd be sitting in open-top cars in a shower of ticker tape? Well, I'm not sure I'd call it a shower of ticker tape, exactly. Maybe a squall. A covering, perhaps. I don't think it'll settle. Guys, please! <laughs> I was immediately offered my own TV show, and I chose to do a chat show called Small Talk. Where the great and the good got to talk about the weather. Okay, Milton, uh, we're on in two minutes. It's a weather show. We got a few things in the US you probably don't have back in England. Uh, have you heard of Tornado Alley? Ah, yes, he was one of Saddam Hussein's lesser known henchmen. <laughs> no, uh, does the word twister mean anything to you? Of course, it's a very dangerous game. It's, no, if, if I may interject, Milton, you remember what happens in The Wizard of Oz? I read a book about Australia once called Atos, but it was just a load of maps of London. Milton, that was the A to Z. Yeah, perhaps we should just kind of run through some of your reference points. I have to stop you there. I've just had a text from a squirrel in Bournemouth. <laughs> Apparently it stopped drizzling. <laughs> I've just started getting texts from animals all over Britain that the weather was starting to change and that the outlook was very uncertain. For the first time in my life, I couldn't predict what was going to happen. It reminded me of 1546, when the first petrol-powered dolphin was predicted by Propostradamus. <laughs> so I flew back to England, 
only to discover that small talk was broadcast at three in the afternoon, and it had attracted a very large student following. Hello! I like small talk, even more than countdown. <laughs> How large are you exactly? Eight foot three. Really? No, I'm seven foot four, but I've got a traffic cone on my head. <laughs> <laughs> the weather was increasingly unpredictable, so Anton chartered a research hot air balloon so we could look over the worst affected areas. Look down there, what a mess! No, no, Wigan is like that. <laughs> But look, it's rain, sun, wind. It can't make up its mind what it wants to do. Yes, it's a normal summer's day, but I'm sure the animals were onto something. Hang on, something very strange. The weather just stopped. Anton, are you all right? I'm lost for words. I can't... There's nothing to... I mean, there's just three of us in a balloon with a burner. Quite a hot burner, isn't it? Yes, but it's, it's a dry heat. <laughs> yes, because some burners can be too humid. Humid, and very good. crying word. out loud. <laughs> With no weather, the whole of England soon fell into an eerie, embarrassed silence. <laughs> Even the trains ran on time. <laughs> there was nothing to get worked up about. We were summoned by the Queen. She was holding another garden party, and it was going really badly. Anton, this is terrible. A few minutes ago, I even caught myself thinking I might ask you-know-who about architecture. Oh, I didn't realise things were that bad. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Mum. Oh, nice phone. Is that the new Nokia 800? It's from Ramon, the South American butterfly. He says he's been kidnapped and been taken to an island off the coast of Britain. Right, we need to work out a plan. Barry White, silly man. Maybe he was, but how does that help? No, they're all islands around Britain. Barry, white, silly, and man. Of course. And I suspect McKellen's behind this. Only he would know about the butterfly, and if I'm right, Milton, then you must return to your old stamping ground. And stamp on Ramon the butterfly. No, no. no. Release him and free the weather. I wish I was coming with you, but I can never return to my forecasting roots. Why ever not, Anton? Years ago, my grandfather was a weather forecaster, but... He would only check the rainfall in his weather station while he was wearing a certain pair of brown leather gloves. Then one day in the late 70s, he lost them. We hunted high and low, but we couldn't find them. He was broken-hearted. Then one day about 18 months ago, I got round to cleaning the airing cupboard. And, and guess what I found? The gloves. No, my grandfather. <laughs> And so I had to make my own way up north. I was rowing against the flow, and it wasn't easy avoiding all the cars on the M1. <laughs> Eventually I reached the coast and got some help from the big student who'd been following me. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Keep going, and we'll get there in time for the weakest link. Oh, wicked. We landed on the beach of an island. While the student wandered off to try and find a pot noodle, <laughs> I realised there was a strange woman looking at me with suspicion. Oh, you're not from around here, are you? I'm Gail. I've had warnings about you. <laughs> We're not be needing any fancy meteorologists from the mainland. We have our own Professor McKellen on the island. Ah, Milton Jones. Here you are on my island, exactly as I predicted. Give me back Ramon. Never. 
I finally have the butterfly that controls the English weather. When he's gone, your national preoccupation will be deed. You seem pretty obsessed with the weather yourself. Now listen, sunshine. See what I mean? <laughs> Come with me. I was dragged up to the professor's castle, where he insisted on showing me his entire butterfly collection. I've been collecting butterflies my whole life. They're in drawers all over the castle, like this one. Ah. They're very big. Uh, seem to have a Y shape on them. Yeah, no, 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 that's my pants, uh, though. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> I've known my butterfly collection. Hang no, on, no, hang sorry, on. No, 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 let me oh. see. Uh, I, I've got those no. and those. Need, got, need, 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 got. Hmm, don't want. Yeah, they're my family tartan ones. Do you mind? Uh, no, I'd like to show you this. It's Anton and Renee, and you've put them inside a massive statue. Milton, help, we're trapped inside a giant wicker man. And I can tell you, the breeze goes right through it. You see, that that's the trouble with wicker. Anton, not now. <laughs> Gil, put Jones with us, friends. Oh, and take this butterfly. Ramon, it's you. In you go. Milton, they got you as well. Come, let the villagers chant the ancient words. What's the story in Balamori? <laughs> And here's a weather prediction for you, Jones. As the sun culminates over the meridian at noon, it lights the kindling around you in a glorious pyre. Anton, what are we going to do? I don't know, but it's warm, isn't it? It's quite close. Anton, not now. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, it's very dry heat, which is surprising given the Scottish weather. It's, wait, oh, wait a moment, that's it. If the weather of England is controlled by one butterfly's wings in South America, then... The weather in Scotland is controlled by a bee's wings in Fiji. Exactly. I'll give him a call. Did you get through to the bee? Busy. <laughs> Try again. Ah, Steve, Steve, it's Milton. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, you said what? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> yep, yep, uh, no, no time to explain. Uh, yeah. Could you get Marvin for me? <laughs> Marvin. Marvin, it's Milton. Uh, buzz like you've never buzzed before. Look, look, the clouds are gathering. What's going on? Drizzle. Lovely Scottish drizzle. Except it's a very fine rain. I'd call it more a mizzle. Yeah, it's a, it cuts right through yeah, you. But it's not it's unrefreshing. It's put out the flames. Oh, what happened to the flames? I was about to make some toast. Quick, open the door. We're free. And the Queen just sent me a text. Apparently it's raining in London. More than usual for the time of year. Och, no! Ramon, you're free. <laughs> I'm so happy I could cap my hands. Ah. <laughs> Anton, we should get married properly. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll certainly have a think. I love this natural Mother Earth theme. How about a wedding at Stonehenge? As the sun sets and our auras become cosmically synergized? <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help it. <laughs> well, if that's how you feel, good luck to you both. Who can predict where you'll end up? Well, if I had a crystal ball, I'd sit down very carefully. <laughs> That was another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman Hill, Lucy Montgomery, and Dan Tetzel. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the music was by Guy Jackson. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for BBC Radio 4. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones. Oh,